Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The match ball. Hello there, and welcome to the match ball. Dan, Michael, and Moscow with you to talk about the uh, the Spurs game. Uh, it's brought to you with Levi Solicitors, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball to get you 10% discount on your legal fees. Uh, two on defeat at Spurs. Pick it apart then. What do you reckon? Game of two halves, wasn't it? The proverbial game of two halves. Why did it have to be? It was going so well. We were so in control the first half, weren't we? It looked like they were as crap as all their fans thought they were. And then, without actually playing that well, they somehow managed to win that. Mm. I didn't, didn't feel like they ever particularly deserved it and their goal was frankly should have been ruled out for being too jammy <laughs> uh, we have I'm been asked it. by Zach we're on, uh, live on YouTube as well for our TSB Plus subscribers if you're watching it after the event you can subscribe at the website uh, Zach has been on saying lads please don't go on about the handball penalty call it was never a penalty as Kane's hand was about three inches off his body I don't think we would would we as we I, said I don't at, think it was a now we said at the time we'd be annoyed if it was given against us but you know he's taken if they give him no it was uh a frustrating thing because you kind of saw it coming, didn't you? I mean, I, I thought it was really nice to go in at halftime 1-0 up because I, th- I felt we needed the goal because the momentum was just starting to slip away from us, I thought, towards the end of the first half, a half that we'd controlled. So to get it, just I thought it nicely capped off what was, what was a brilliant first half, but we had to maintain it in the second half. It was just a game it didn't feel like we managed it. I think if we'd have maybe got through the, the opening 10 or 15 without conceding anything, then maybe, but no, it wasn't to be, was it? I mean, the half started with them nearly scoring. That was the one where was it Calvin gave it to Kane, who then shot Melier, got a, a the post. Bit, a thing, bit, yeah, yeah. He got a bit on it, didn't he? he went on the post. Good and, save, to be fair. He was. He, he was. He made a couple of good saves actually. Did Melier today? Um, but then there was the one where he, he did kind of get drawn out for the goal, didn't he? Which I don't know. It was all a bit of a madness for their goals. That's the problem, isn't it? the game? Had got stretched. I think by that point. Yeah, I mean, both their goals were jammy. I didn't think the first one was. I mean, it's not like the post passed it directly to their player in front of an open goal. It was also the um, the effort to stop. It was Mora and M- Mora. <laughs> What's he called? Mora. Mora. Well, then, I, I, it's enjoyed, fine. I enjoyed you the way you did it. Um, uh, and the Mora. other fella, I'll just not won't name them. I'll do the Bielsa thing. The, the num- numbers, the number seven and the number twelve. I don't know what numbers they were. Anyway, we stopped them scoring at the front post, but then the effort to do that meant. Uh, Hoiberg is arriving from oh no he's Hoibear isn't he he's Huggy Bear so Huggy Bear turns up at the edge of the penalty area nobody's marking him and uh, Melier's on the ground anyway so he has a, an easy ride to score um, I don't know it seemed like Conte just gave them some proper Warnock stuff at half time and they came out 
looking like they were interested in the game. Because they were sat back in a lot of that first half, like they weren't pressing us from the front. Kane was sort of lolloping about, we'll come on to him in a bit because he, he confuses me as Kane as a footballer. But um, that second half, I'm not saying they were necessarily pressing us more aggressively, but they were picking it up and running with it, which is what undoes our man-to-man system, isn't it? When you beat a man, either on the half turn or just run at us and upset the patterns and the, and the man mark him, then it all goes to shit and it went to shit. And, you know, the Cooperism at the end, of, at the uh, edge of the area, sorry, was what did for us with the free kick. So if, if you're going to concede fouls in those sorts of positions, then unfortunately you are going to get punished for them, even if it was slightly spawning. You're inviting a shot on target, aren't you, basically? I thought he did all right today, Cooper, actually. I thought, yeah, thought, thought he played well. I, I mean, he, I suppose if he doesn't foul in there, is he through on goal and is yeah, about to shoot? Absolutely. So, I don't think he had any choice. I wouldn't mm. call it a Cooperism at all. The Cooperism is, you know, yeah. an unnecessary man. Scott Wotton. Yeah. And, but this is that was um, a player running um, straight at goal and something had to be done so he took the least worst option mm. available alright fair enough if we excuse him that one then and then yeah I mean, what happened with the free kick then is ridiculous deflected off a post and in so it's all um, just terrible terrible <laughs> rubbish mm. um, Calvin Phillips I want to talk about him because I thought he was brilliant when he was at the back and he was marking Kane he didn't give Kane a sniff and it's quite telling that when the changes started being made, he initially pushed Calvin into midfield, then things went to shit, and then he ended up putting Calvin at the back again and pushing Strauch into midfield because Calvin was more effective at the back than in midfield. Mm-hmm. It felt like once we got into making changes, we were chasing our tails a bit because it felt like we none of it actually worked and then it was like, okay, well, that's obviously not working, so we need to do something different again. And then you're looking at the bench and it's not with, without you know wanting to be harsh on McKinstry or... Tyler Roberts, they're not people you'd necessarily look at on a bench and think this is the person to, to come on and, and grab something from this game. Mm. Like you want someone like Rodrigo or Rafinha or well, someone, someone of a, like a much higher quality on this. This is the broader point, isn't it? Is that we go back to squad depth and available players. And I think Leeds, our biggest problem maybe is that we've got we've got one way to play, and when it works, like it worked in the first half, it's great. And then when it stops working, we don't really do anything different but we then make subs to, to try and change games and change the pattern of games. And a lot of the time they don't work when you're bringing on kids. And that's about the size of it, isn't it? If you're bringing on Rodrigo or you've got Rafinha in the side, game you know game changers. And with the best will in the world, I don't know much enough about McKinstry, but you don't get the sense that he's going to come on and you know change the entire shape of that game, do you? He was very good uh, when he was playing bass in the Blue Bells. Mm-hmm. That's Quite my Stuart niche. McKinstry. It's a niche. Yeah, somebody will like well, it. Well, thank you. I hope I've made at least one a listener happy I'm sure you have I'm sure you have um, yeah so it's just it goes back to the injuries doesn't it and I think the problem with the injuries and I'm trying to be grown up about it because I love Bielsa and I'd never turn against him but I think I said this on the Phil Hay show like the small squad doesn't cost you until it does if you know what I mean and the ability to not make those changes and I think that's the the source of the frustration going into the game obviously you've got the usual absolute panic and doom merchants online um, but we put up a far better performance than we probably expected from the side that was out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we that's are, when you need to change it, isn't it? But I mean, we are horrendously unlucky at the moment because you think who are who are our most likely goal threats? It will be Bamford, who hasn't played in months now, and then Rodrigo and Rafinha, and to not have any of them, it is. It's it like is, taking Liverpool's front three out. Yeah, it is hugely unlucky to it's have lost like all of them. It's Tottenham playing without Kane or Son. Mm, but unfortunately, it's a and Son it, yeah, but it's a, it's a policy decision, isn't it? And you see how much it costs you well, when the first team players. And I, like, I get that. No, no, I get that. If I'm not, you I'm talk not... about the three equivalents that we've lost and take them out of Spurs team, Kane, Son, Moura, Moura, whatever he's called, mm-hmm. him, Moira. And then who who have they got after? Who were their 
I don't. I can't even name their reserve players. Jack Clark's coming on. <laughs> you know, every team has that point. It's not. We're we're getting all the injuries, and if in Rafinha's case, illness. So let's hope you know it's just a cold and not Ebola, and he'll be back uh, for the next game. But it's all affecting first team players. It's not like you can look at. We've got one first team player and a couple of reserves. It's the main guys are all suffering at once, and mm. that is going to hurt. And then the other side of it is that big um, risky worry about the, the first half. We're going to start without Rodrigo and Rafinha and we haven't got Bamford. And we were brilliant. We played Tottenham off the park with a debutant who everybody has been very excited about seeing in the team, quite rightly, given the way he was back healing around the pitch for uh, the first 45 minutes. So that was all fine. The inability to change things True, but then, you know, if you take Liverpool's front three and they're starting with Divock Origi up front, it's difficult. Yeah. It's a lot of players uh, but, but at but once the, the and any thing, team would but the, suffer. But the thing with that is they've then got, you know, Jota and... Uh, Those are the all, players I'm talking about. No, but all sorts of other... Oh, no, but you, you can't... But if you got, take three first-team attackers mm-hmm. out of any team, nobody has the squad depth that they can immediately just push three players who are just as good. No. Apart from Scum, we've stockpiled them and they never play them under any circumstances <laughs> anyway. So that's kind of a, a ridiculous, exceptional case but you're always going to it's not those are three very significant players mm-hmm. no I, I get that I, take I don't, their equivalents out of any team and I you don't, would struggle and you would also you'd then be looking at your bench and you'd mm, be worrying fair enough but at the end of the day we're now what you know a quarter of the way through the season or thereabouts how many games have we played is it 12 or something and too many well it's it's cost it's cost us a quarter of a season then so I just I just think playing devil's advocate about it I don't disagree with you at all like but it's just the quality and the rest of the squad's not there but um it's just every time this happens and it's now stretching its way into a quarter of a season and we're 17. It's it's a bit worrying, isn't it, that we're getting this far into the season. It's still a, still a problem. We're still blaming bad luck. It's like it starts to look like the policy might need tweaking a little bit. What's the policy to stop the post from passing to Regulon? Well, there is no policy about that. I'm sorry that, to tell you, but we're more like a third of the way into the season. Is it? Where are we? Well, how many have we played? <laughs> played 12 games. Right, so we've played 38. Of, so yeah, third. Right, okay, well, even worse then. <laughs> Great, thanks, Michael. Sorry. Merry Christmas, everyone. But you know, you know the point I'm, I'm getting at is like these. We're saying like systematic failures of, of Bielsa's system. The failures tend to be systematic. Like you can't legislate for a post giving them a pass, like you said. But then again, we've put ourselves in a situation where, on the edge of the box, we're conceding silly free kicks because you know maybe players are not quite good enough to track the runners, or concentration is not there, or this is why you pay 30, 40 million quid for Premier League footballers, and there's nothing we can do about it, and it's all pointless, and we should just shut it down. I mean, I don't know what part of having an actual child travelling with the squad makes you think we've got it we're lacking in depth but I, I was disappointed not to see Gray yeah. should have come on should have been well, on the he's bench. not old enough to have a professional contract is he yeah it is a bit wild that he's 50, <laughs> a 15 year old has gone with the squad but everyone says he's good so why, so why not I suppose but then again just to agree with what you were saying there I don't look at that game and think that's cause for concern it's frustrating because we're missing players mm. and we just couldn't keep them out in the end but then again if we don't keep everybody out then that's trouble isn't it I feel like with even one of Rafinha, Rodrigo or Bamford, we'd probably get something from that game. Mm. Rafinha in particular, we, we talk about him every single week and how he's basically our best player. He's got something from that team. They're not very, they didn't look good at any point, did they Spurs? Even in the second half when they started to get some chances and we're, we're getting around us a bit, they never looked actually any good. They, like weren't, when, they weren't taking us apart like with intricate passing. Yeah, like when, we, like when we played Liverpool, there were bits of that game where you were thinking, oh Christ. It's a different sport. Like, yeah. we were nowhere near this. That was never the case today. We were we were in it all the time and they were not ever brilliant. Mm. We were arguably 
better than we were at White Hart Lane last season when we were just done. Was that, they scored in the first half, didn't they? Wasn't it like 3-0 by yeah. an hour in the last yeah. half hour? was just, um, I can remember actually when I wrote about the last half hour of that game, I ended up writing about the um, Karen Carney thing because it was just about scrolling on Twitter. Was how it, it felt very Premier League that you just end up looking at what's happening online instead of watching the game. Whereas at least with this one, you know, we scored. We were much better than them in the first half and we were still in it towards the end. And if we had um, these players who keep dropping out, dropped in, hmm. means, uh, in instead of out would be better. So there's, you know, it, positivity out of a, a no point. Yeah, I mean, there are some positives in it, in that Jackie, probably best game of the season, best game in a while, I thought. Mm-hmm. It, looks, it looks far more... Less yippy, like he's had he's had the yips, hasn't he? Recently, like nothing ever seemed to go for him. He was just chopping at his kicks, and nothing, you know, he just couldn't quite get into the groove. And today, it felt like most things came off for him, like it was all just connecting. The goal's outstanding. Yeah, the way he's beaten whoever it was, I'm scared now of saying yeah, Emerson, Roy- Emerson Royale. Royale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the way he beats him is fantastic, and then the cross, it's perfect, and Dan James speeding in at the back post, and one of the things. You know, obviously, it is a worry that we don't have players to change it from the bench. But let's get back to a hope that at some point we will have players available and fit. Um, Harrison and James are not necessarily guaranteed starters anymore this season. Somerville perhaps is not going to be starting ahead of Harrison um, immediately, but certainly Rafinha would be there instead of one of them. And they're kind of, Daniel James in particular has got a lot of uh, heat this season of being a waste of money from scum and what's been up with Jackie he's not worth his place you know get him out of the team put somebody else in and they're the two combining to make the goal happen and it's Mm. a beautiful goal and it's brilliantly made and taken so if they're um, not default first team players in every match then that does say something for squad depth when we do actually have all the players available is that those backup players are not so bad and same with um, Joffe as a stand-in for Bamford today we still lack that um, player in the box, but he was doing some wonderful stuff that makes you think, right, now he's got a debut under his belt. He's an option to play more mm. games for the rest of the season. The, the tackle of a 19-year-old forward as well when he got booked, that was pretty funny. It was a chuckle. I thought he was good today, though, yeah. overall. I thought he was... Um, he didn't look like he was out of place at any stage. Like Occasionally you see a, a young player drops into a game and you, you can kind of tell that they're not actually of the level of a first team yet, whereas he just looked... You'd have thought he was, he'd had, you know, 50 games under his belt or whatever. So, good. couple of shots. The backheel bravery, what it's yeah. all about. Mm-hmm. If he's doing backheels in the first 10 minutes, you could probably go, all right, he's fine. You probably even need to say, play a little bit less well. That's too good. We don't need you to be that good. Just be quite good. <laughs> Better than Junior Furpo's backheel anyway. Mm-hmm. It was. Stuart Dallas did a good one in the first half as well. Played it to Haradonna, I think. So, the backheels were good. Let's put that in the positive column. Good My- backheels. We're They're say, quite hard to do, as Furpo showed. Was going to say about um, this game, and, and you know, I don't ever like to be pragmatic. We're supposed to be coming in here and shooting from the hip and being angry and upset and stuff. But I do feel kind of uh, quite philosophical about that one today, in that we didn't, particularly when we saw the lack of Rodrigo and Raf, we didn't really expect anything from that game. Came away with nothing. It is just frustrating because we've got our noses in front and looked quite good. But the important stuff hopefully will happen in the next few games. It felt there for the taking. I think is the frustration. Yeah. They were they aren't particularly good and having got the lead I think we should have we should have done we, we, you said about being more professional during the game actually when we were watching it you were saying when they were getting on top for that sort of 20 minute period 
you would need to wolves it out a little bit as well. Yeah. Just have a have a series yeah. of people going down for a, a bit of a, a bit of an injury or whatever, and you know, do take your absolute age over your throw-ins and stuff. But it's just not how we do it, is it? So I guess it's it becomes very difficult, I guess, to just switch all of a sudden to be like, right, no, actually, I know we spend all week trying to play as quickly as we can, but now all of a sudden we need to slow it down. So it's, I guess, it is hard to do, but it's it's the price you pay, I guess, with Bielsa that you get you get all the fun stuff, but it means occasionally when you want to see someone faking a head injury <laughs> you have to instead watch Spurs scoring a goal because it did need just somebody just to like you always describe shortening the game and breaking it up it could have just done with that couldn't it just to take the wind out of their sails when they started to get that those little waves of pressure just go down stay down <sighs> cramp whatever I mean, it's fallen off the problem with the wind in their sails was it was like a gale so there wasn't actually the opportunity and when you were saying that I was thinking we haven't actually had the chance we've not been tackled because they had the ball, so there wasn't the chance to go down. There was, there didn't feel like the opportunity to time waste, and uh, that's part of how Spurs in that um, once the the big opportunity, and it's I'm you know there's absolutely no criticism for missing it, but we needed to score for one of those four corners straight after half time. Yeah. We give him Kane his little chance and realise he was still rubbish. Score for one of them, make it two nil, a lot better. But then the the blitz after that, and you um, Conte in the week saying he wants the team to play with them. Um, intensity and strength and power and it's all very Bielsist kind of ideas of blitzing us and that's they did for I mean if you could maybe uh, allocate the points based on length of blitz I think our first half blitz of them was longer but they managed to do a concentrated blitz and score twice so it's again unfair um, but they yeah they capitalised on being able to kind of uh, bombard us mm. for a while and we didn't have that opportunity that Wolves had of being able to um, shit out our way out of it I don't think Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Kane is an interesting footballer, isn't he? I found him fascinating to watch just from a purely kind of football fan point of view in that one, you know, massively emotionally invested in the game. But just with all that aside, he's weird, isn't he? Just sort of plodding around the pitch. But then at, at times he explodes into life and looks really like technically brilliant, great vision, great passing. But then loads of other times it just looks like, I don't know, weird. Not like, I don't want to describe him as a donkey, but just like ploddy. He's not an, He's not naturally very elegant, is he, I think, no. is that... We were talking uh, on the Phil Hay show about Gary Speed and how he used to run in an almost like weightless fashion and just had a grace about him. Harry Kane has none of that. 
but he's dead good still. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Like there was a moment in the first half where he'd not done much, but then he hit a couple of really good passes in the space for about thirty seconds, and you you all of a sudden were like, oh, okay, yeah, it's, that's why Man City wanted to pay one hundred twenty five million quid for him because he finishes, and that's all you need to do is keep putting him on a plate for him, which I guess they do. Mm. Whereas, like you saw what he was doing today, he was dropping back into that deep line midfield areas, wasn't he, at times? Which was a problem, actually, because he kept dragging our players out of position. But weird, I just, I don't know. I just kept thinking, I bet um, in years to come, Spurs will wish they'd cashed in on him when they had the chance. But equally, I can understand why they want to keep him as well, because he's technically brilliant. It's like Moscow saying, we need to sell Calvin Phillips while we still can. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was joking. Yeah, Yeah. it's just when he gave that straight pass away, wasn't it, in midfield? And it was the second of, uh, well, he did, he gave Kane the chance straight after half-time. And then once he moved into midfield, after we moved everything about, um, when Forshaw went off, he gave the ball away a couple of times there and they had a big chance um, that came out of that. And then I don't know if he was moved back into defence because of he kept giving the ball away in midfield or whether it was because he wanted him to pass over the top as he had been doing um, all game, that it was a quarterback move, send him further back so that he can play passes from deep particularly when um, Spurs were so busy in midfield. I mean, if you want to be, it's probably kinder to Calvin Phillips to say that he was being harassed into giving the ball away um, when he was in there. So it was kind of like, okay, let's get our best passer out of midfield where it's so congested, put him at the back. Stroik can go into midfield and defend from there and see if Kane can hit one of our very big target men up front <laughs> hit, get, get it on uh, Dan James's head from the back but I think there was elements of that but certainly yeah he uh, um, he struggled in midfield in ways that um, Adam Forshaw did not I thought Adam Forshaw was very good he was excellent all the time mm-hmm. he was on um, just in a really understated way but loved it, loved um, some uh, real brilliant close control under pressure that you would look at him and think the last two games I don't want to get carried away but you'd think he's one of the best midfielders in the Premier League the way he played against Leicester and Spurs it, it just looked really impressive and then um, yeah the the difference when he wasn't there was Which, that's when we started to get even more stretched when he, he was just not in there just buzzing around like I say just being tidy those little triangles out of the um, out of the back four because that's one thing Spurs weren't doing they weren't pressing us from the front and we had plenty of space to knock it around between our back four but also just changing those angles a little bit with Forshaw dropping and receiving it knocking it back off again it did pull them all over the place and we were great that um, that first half. Now, we've had a, a tweet from Andy. Andy Hartley's just saying, I mean, we've not seen the, we're recording this as the post-match stuff is being done, so the interviews on Sky and stuff, asking, has Calvin just blamed the gaffer? That's an interesting question as to whether there's been a question about... about which we have no information, no. so I don't know why you're asking <laughs> us. Well, I'm just teeing it up for, um, just so to... So, we're, so we're, we can... if, this, if this blows up, we can say, yeah, we were on that. <laughs> but it's the, interesting, uh, isn't the it? The clip on Football Daily says, he said, the results will come. We've just got to be more decisive. Okay. Yeah, sounds like he's blaming uh, He also. says uh, Leeds could improve their game management after uh, being from a winning position. Who knows? Who knows? Well, that's it. Maybe Somebody that's else it, says though. he's crying. <laughs> it's very confusing. But I did say, I said that in the in the second half. feels like we need to manage it. And that, well, that was where the Wolvesy comment came. Right, I found it. So Sky Sports have him saying, uh, Calvin Phillips reflects on playing in a deeper centre-back role for parts of the defeat. And he says, I don't know why he did it. I think it worked well. I presume. Oh, oh no, I don't know why he did it. I think it's better if you ask us about things we know <laughs> rather than it's that telling us. sounds like he is blamed. That's not our strength. Our strength is wild speculation and silly voices. <laughs> hey, Solskjaer's been sacked, so can we hear from him? <laughs> You've been practising your Solskjaer, haven't you? Not really. It's quite it's hard just... to do, isn't it? 
just the club yeah. is all it says. They're all over the place. Yeah. It's kind of a weird, uh, I, I don't know what it is. It's mank when Portuguese and Russian and Norwegian and all sorts mixed in. It seems to be down to him saying he doesn't know why Marcelo Bielsa asked him to play in defence. Mm-hmm. But I would take that. That's not criticism. That's Calvin being just doing what he's told. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any part of the conversation, because Bielsa has those 15 minute meetings with every player one by one before a game, doesn't he? So I don't think it would. He, I imagine the dynamic is Bielsa tells the players what they're going to do and Calvin Phillips does not sit there and go, why? Yeah. He just does it. Um, and it, it reminds me of Bielsa's first season when, um, first pre-season when Calvin Phillips was playing in defence in the friendlies and after one of the friendlies it was like three or four so we're about, you know, a month into Bielsa being at the club um, and he was asked about, oh, it seems like you've got a new role and Calvin Phillips said, yeah, I don't know where I'm supposed to be playing to be honest. I think he's, you know, I think he keeps his uh, tactical nous to himself um, but I don't think he's... Uh, Somebody else has tweeted, it sounds like Calvin wants out. So <laughs> I don't know. Without having heard it, maybe it's all in there. Maybe he's blink, blinking, maybe his eyelids he's got tattooed. Liverpool sign me. I don't know. <laughs> he's blinking it out in uh, Morse code. Well, we'll wrap it up in the next few minutes then. But just before we do, what are your sort of general overall thoughts on that one today? Are you? Does it increase your worry, Michael? You're generally a negative, pessimistic man. No, not really. Because we... We're still all right for the most part, and we have no fit players. Mm. So I think once we have fit players and we play some teams not as good as Spurs, as much as they were, they're not in great form. They've got they they will be a top half club. I think if we play Brentford with some shit with with a, their shit players and our good players, mm. I think we'll win. Interesting. And they're the games that we need to win because we we are in a relegation battle. We have to now accept it. Yeah, we're we're a long way into this season and We've got two wins. Yeah. It's not really. It's not really enough, and we well, we're banking, we do, we're banking we on getting another reach. like another eight wins, aren't we, from the rest of the two thirds of the season, which is a, a quite a big turnaround in form from where we are currently. We do just need to reach the point where we don't have to finish a game and go, well, we played quite well, but didn't get enough, but didn't get a win, or we got a draw, but mm, like the Wolves and Leicester games, we came away from those fairly happy, but only with two points, which mm. isn't really enough in, no. in home games against teams that aren't brilliant. Well, the post match quotes are coming through now. Um, Bielsa saying the big change in the game was Spurs midfield coming into it. Bef- uh, sorry, after half time, dominating before the break, but lost the battle after it. Mm. Critical of himself again, but he always does that. Mm. And he's, I mean, he's right. That is what happened. Yeah, because well, click went off, didn't he? And so he took off the two midfielders. Now, was it the ones that went off? That we lost it because they went off, or was it because they'd gone out of the game? Think, and also because Spurs started playing a lot better. Always, yeah. always remember there's another team the on the team. pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Overall thoughts then, Moscow. Worried you, can have the, uh, you can have the full Calvin Phillips, if you want, as uh, quoted verbatim by the BBC. To be honest, I don't know why he did it on playing in defence. To be honest, I don't know why he did it. We wanted to be more defensive with their attacking threat. Me and Liam Cooper went man-for-man marking. It worked really well in the first half, but in the second half, it's just a lack of concentration that hurt us. We needed a better game management. We were 1-0 up in the second half, trying to push for a second goal. It's those moments you probably need to pump it long and soak up the pressure. Hmm. We're missing some very good players in our team, some very important players. It's not an excuse, although we did come here and play some good football. I'm not one for panicking. The way we play football will eventually stack some more points on the board. But it's interesting. There is a there is a there is a, a built-in criticism there, just a small one about there. Sometimes you've got to send it long because that's not what hmm. we do, is it? That's but it not... sounds like he's blaming the players for that hmm. as much more than Bielsa. But if they're doing what they're told, as we were touching hmm. on before, you know about. 
footballing their way out of this and doing the things they're told, being in that position then. Bielsa doesn't like people who break from the um, from the recipe, does he? I suppose Bielsa's argument would be, it's not that you weren't kicking it long, it's that you weren't doing the plan properly. Mm. If you just pass to each other instead, that'll be a way out of it, rather than just twatting it with the pitch. And what's to say Bielsa didn't tell them to kick it long? Well, he didn't, he though, did, did he? Well, we have seen this season, you know, Charlie Creswell coming on in the closing minutes to get the ball mm-hmm. clear. There's, he, he's not always as... Uh, the Hail Mary is, is sometimes there, isn't it? Like we saw with what's-his-face in the playoff semi. And like before, when um, uh, what I was saying before about Calvin being moved back into defence um, again to quarterback it longer was based on the move happening. They uh, showed Bielsa on the sidelines doing what then transpired to be the move pointing back and sort of moving him backwards like this and then doing a big long forward arcing motion with his arm as if to say, right, you go back so that we can start hitting it longer. And there's long balls and long balls, aren't there? It's mm. not always, um, I mean, Liverpool are the, the statistically the biggest long ball team in the Premier League. So it's, you know, I don't... They're Wimbledon 1988 in red outfits. That's all they are. I do not look at all that and think, Calvin is uh, is going studs up on Marcelo Bielsa for... He was, he was smiling no and laughing when he, when he said it in the post-match because he's a charming character anyway, so... I mean, he was smiling and laughing when he uh, obliterated the referee, so... That was good. Um, there's, uh, there's smiling and laughing, whatever he does. That was good. I'm glad he put Mariner on the floor because Mariner was giving far too many fussy little free kicks to them, um, which we don't... We didn't seem to be getting um, at all. And so I think it's fair for a player to then decide right if that's what you're going to do I'm just going to put you on the ground because <laughs> he probably did he, he choked him as well didn't yeah. he it wasn't just a collision you can see his arm definitely moves forward as he just goes and stay down <laughs> it's amazing you want the VAR to be like right I think you need to go and have a look at that because <laughs> you, you might be joking with you now but he's um, it. yeah it felt like I don't want to read too much into it but once he realised he was barging into him I always wonder if it's like I've been waiting for this <laughs> This is the perfect cover. Just grab him and put him down. Yeah, well, he did. Good. Um, well, we'll wrap it up there and we'll return with propaganda. We'll find out what the Cockneys thought of it all. Did we deserve better? Because they were a bit fretful and they booed their team off at half-time. Let's not forget that. Um, so it was, there for, it was there for the taking. Well, that's it? the other thing about them. is They've got their new manager in and it was a disappointing start at Everton and they needed something out of that game very much. I think Tottenham needed a win. I mean, we needed something. We did, but we, uh, um, they got better players and that, and when they started playing better in the second half, I think it, it told, didn't it? And uh, just um, the intensity that they brought, we just couldn't live with it. So, Conte annoyed me actually while we're mentioning him. Well, the, with the crowd. Something about him. Just loves himself. Mm-hmm. Annoys me. Kind of what he does though, isn't it? That's his shtick. Mm. I'd, I'd rather he was doing it somewhere else. <laughs> right after seeing him. <laughs> Well, it's not going. It's not going to be Old Trafford, is it? Future Leeds United manager, don't forget. He's just very much like um, Aston Villa is a stepping stone for Gerrard. Mm. He's just taken the Spurs job just until Marcelo Bielsa can have another couple of seasons, and once he's, he'll get Spurs back into Europe, not win anything, but then he'll come and uh, um, bring the glory to Leeds. Cool. Right. Well, we'll uh, we will wrap it up there then, and we will see what all that was about. If there's any fuss there to be had with Calvin, and whether Calvin is, I don't know, if he's starved half to death in training as punishment. Uh, for the rest of the week. But yeah, thanks for joining us on this one, YouTube and on the podcast as well. It'll be in your podcast app. Um, Yeah, propaganda on the way and we'll be back with the main weekly show recording that on Tuesday. We will see you in a bit. The Matchball.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.